0: Welcome to Five Shark Weekly. LA United returns this weekend and we have confirmation of another new player. And we play round three of In the Club. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Shark Fam. I'm AJ and this is Tanner and Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go. Check out Thinking Man Tavern. Follow our Twitch for new streams and surprises on Tuesdays and Thursdays starting at 9 p.m. on twitch.tv slash TV. So guys, let's get into the news and first bit is that the reports from Paraguay and also fox sports argentina are saying that eric lopez to atlanta united is confirmed and the transfer fee reportedly from Arturo rubin is that it's 3.7 million dollars uh that it will be a four-year uh contract and a one-year team option for the fifth and then uh that's It was signed on tuesday of this week we're filming this on a wednesday full transparency and that's uh he would be uh, in about 15 to 20 days uh going to atlanta to pretty much you know kind of finalize every part of the deal and make it official and so yeah you know it's been uh not too long really uh you know since the past friday that we've been hearing about this news but it seems like yeah it's just uh, been relentless and that uh you know is it going to be finished is it not going to be finished is he going to be able to play obviously we know now uh probably in that territory if it's 3.7 million he probably won't be playing uh you know in mls's back in terms of well not probably but he definitely will not be playing in mls's back because of uh, not only tam but because of the schedule and so You know, with all that said, we know he's an 18-year-old forward that he uh, really was showing out with Olympia, the Paraguayan side that he's from. He's also been uh, uh, part of the uh, Albi Roja, the U23s, and so he's been, uh, yeah, just wowing heads, turning heads, and uh, we know that he can play a little bit as a second forward and across uh, maybe the wide forward roles as well. But uh, are you guys happy that the, uh, the deal seems like it's over the line, just needs a confirmation from the club?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. You, you needed, I think, to add in that department another forward. I don't think that... J.J. Uh, Williams or Adam John, and necessarily the answers, especially if you have Joseph Martinez out. You needed a better quality option for him because honestly, he was playing a lot of soccer for Atlanta United already. So you needed someone that can step into that position. And after you use Tito Vizabal, who's kind of the only other person that's used to playing through the middle, I think you needed to sign someone. But from everything I've read, it's also that he's not like necessarily an out and out like forward like styled striker. But still, I mean, he's young and he fits the profile of, of the type of player that we want to sign in terms of young enough and coming. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm excited about it, that's for sure. Yeah, Mark?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the contract, if this is confirmed, then it's true. I think the contract is smart, you know, especially for an 18 year old. There's not uh, too much pressure for him to contribute right away, whenever that is, you know. Um, but, you know, it'll give him time to, just to a new environment and then eventually find his feet with the team and the system, what have you, and so two, three, four years down the line, you know, when he's looking to make that move, that would be towards the end of his contract. At least that's what Atlanta United are hoping, but uh, I think uh, they're probably, maybe you have learned a little bit from the transfers of PT and Barco. You know, first year tends to be uh, an adjustment period, I think that's understood. Especially for a kid that's 18, you know? But uh, I'm yeah I'm excited to see him. You know I said last week, uh, especially with the transfer fee and all that, all the details of this deal, uh, me positive feelings, and uh, I hope that we see him, we won't see him in a tournament, but I hope that we can see him.
0: Yeah, in the regular season. If uh, yeah, I think it cut off a little bit, but I assume that's what you said. But um, yeah, and hopefully he he does play a part. Um, you know, and obviously it. Is one of those things where, um, yeah, like you were saying, great point of it is an adjustment period, the first season, and boy, is it going to be an adjustment period. Not only is it going to be a different uh, country, a different language, but during a pandemic. I mean, uh, he—it's the odds are against him, but hopefully, you know, uh, in terms of that, he will be settling in quickly and uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, so there was uh, a Darren Eels tweet this past week, and uh, we all thought it was Eric Lopez. I mean, there are a lot of uh, you know signs that pointed to it as well, but uh, it was uh, very, very quickly uh, we realized that it was Tyler Wolf. Uh, it was the new homegrown player that we have, son of Josh Wolf, uh, famed United States men's player. But, uh, yeah, Tyler Wolf. uh, yeah, you know, young kid. I mean, 17-year-old, essentially, it seems. I believe so, anyway, uh, going off of memory here. Uh, But uh, Carlos Bocanegra said that Tyler is a young attacking player who has shown a lot of potential. And we're excited that his developments will continue at Atlanta United. Since joining the academy, he's shown the drive and determination to get that next level. We've been able to challenge Tyler in high-level academy matches, the USL environment, and first-team environment, and he's shown he's belonged at each level. On the field, he has quality and versatility to play anywhere across the front four, and we believe he has the capability to grow into a key contributor at the pro level. And, uh, yeah, he was definitely uh, at uh, the uh, preseason as well for LA United, and so, you know, you the eagle-eyed would have uh, noticed uh, that... You know, there was this Academy player playing with the first team uh, in a lot of those preseason matches. And uh, yeah, I mean, he seemed to be faring decently. But now he will possibly play a part in Orlando in the MLS's back tournament as one of those forwards in that depth department, at least. And uh, if he plays any, you know, actual significant minutes, I mean, that's huge for a kid that uh, I think most people, um, you know, they might not have even known that he was on the squad, uh, in, a, in a sense. And uh, a guy that uh, comes with, you know, a very storied family history as well. But uh, what, what did you guys think of Tyler Wolf signing as a homegrown? We'll go with uh, Mark first.
2: Yeah, well, this move was announced uh, soon after Luis Fernando was... Wiped. And so I think those moves are probably in conjunction. You know, I think in the short term, he is... Uh, a depth signing but um, I mean like he's like you mentioned he was he's already had some experience with the first team I think if you can fill in depth positions with young players here and there it's worth it to do that uh, so you know and also I think with this tournament I mean I don't know how the team is planning on approaching it, but I think a lot of players should play you know like may as well get a look you know I don't know how seriously they plan on taking obviously there are some of the game but uh, at the same time Know, not nobody's gonna be match fit right so I feel like especially early on you're probably gonna see uh, some squad usage and so I, I, it's, it's an opportunity I think that it's smart overall considering all the moves that uh, that got that you know to that point um, I mean I'm, I'm curious to see what he can contribute as well especially being a homegrown yeah.
0: And homegrown loosely, obviously, because, well, I think, um, you know, his father, I think they were uh, stationed, not stationed, but they were, uh, you know, housed up in Ohio first. And then uh, now his father, I believe, uh, is part of the Austin FC setup. And there were, I think, fears that Tyler Wolf might uh, hop over back to, uh, you know, Texas to join his father. But I think uh, maybe this had a part in play uh, with the, the signing. But, uh, Tanner, yeah, and, and if so I mean that's smart from Atlanta United because if you,
1: if you really think that he's going to be this quality of player that you say you expect him to develop into because that statement that's that's high expectations right there. I mean they're saying that we expect him to develop into a key player for us like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So if they believe that and he's shown that he does belong at that level and you see that potential it's smart to lock him up to a contract and I think Mark's right. You'll probably see him given a chance to play in Orlando. And I say, why not give give the youth a chance? And if you can develop those young players that can develop into key contributors, that's what we want Atlanta United to be, regardless of how that player gets here, because they didn't cost any money. So, and you know, with homegrowns, those contracts work a whole lot different, and it saves you a lot if you have a really good homegrown. So. Yeah, I think nothing but good things. Hopefully we'll see how he develops.
0: Yeah. So uh, moving on from that, uh, there was that sending off for Atlanta United to the MLS's bag tournament in Orlando. Uh, Supporters uh, socially distanced around the Atlanta United training grounds and sent off the team with uh, flares, with flags with uh tifos not tifos uh uh two poles rather and uh yeah you know the bus uh you know they waved it goodbye and uh it was great to see you know support even during a time like this where um you know obviously things are very difficult and weird but uh yeah so they arrived in orlando on saturday and uh have been training since have been kind of uh kind of staggering their uh, their training to kind of match the conditions and time uh, of the kickoff on uh, Saturday's match for New York Red Bulls for that, uh, that opener. But in terms of, uh, you know, Atlanta United and kind of what they're feeling down there, entering the bubble, um, yeah, you have some players and uh, the coach saying some things about it, uh, largely positive and largely saying that they're, they're feeling safe and that, uh, you know, the protocols are in place, but obviously you've had some, uh, some big shoes drop within the bubble. FC Dallas has had to uh, be forced out of the tournament because of 10 positive uh, COVID-19 cases uh, within their squad. So an outbreak between players and staff. And so that really changes the whole dynamic. Uh, And so, yeah, fixtures have been um, pretty much either canceled or moved around. Um, and also you have, uh, yeah, like Columbus Crew also having some uh, some cases. You also have, yeah, just other teams, you know. Th- I think the the more that these cases are positive and, you know, the fact is like, yeah, uh, most of the quarantines have suggested two weeks, but most of these teams only get there now many of the teams less than a week. Toronto, I believe, even just arrived. So it's uh, it's pretty. I think you know on a uh, just a, the the last string maybe it uh, one would say maybe last two or three strings. If we're going with like a uh, a guitar metaphor or something, where it's very very uh, tight margins now. That uh, you know if there's more if there's. Um, You know, a whole team infected from another team while they play another team, even like this, uh, you know, has it's in jeopardy of maybe not happening. So, uh, you know, we know we all know Tanner's thoughts uh, so far about the MLS's (laughs) back tournament. But, uh, you know, in light of all this stuff, you know, FC Dallas having to bow out, uh, you know, another team having uh, about eight cases, I think uh, confirmed as well. What are you guys, uh, what's your confidence in this? We'll, we'll start with Tanner first. Um, yeah. <laughs> this tournament
1: is just, I, it hurts my brain. Like with, with the FC Dallas thing, you want these points to count for regular season matches, but they're having to pull out through, you know. I mean, it's controversial because how mad can you really, I mean, yes, you can be annoyed with them in some ways, but at the same time you can't because it's just the, how things are especially in Florida. But, I mean, I don't know if they caught it in Florida. It's just, you keep having positive cases. If it keeps going, how many teams have to drop out? You can't fulfill fixtures. The tournament becomes even more of a farce. It means even less. And, again, you want it to count for regular season points, but then there's no way that can happen. So, like, what's the point? What's the point now? It was, like, do you want players to keep getting sick? Because more players are going to keep getting sick. Like, it's just going to happen. I just... I think this whole thing's a farce, and it's stupid, and I wish they would just realize that, but I guess they have too much money invested in it for it to not happen.
0: Yeah, it seems like the broadcast deal uh, is definitely something that, you know, they're trying to bank on as revenue for this season, because otherwise, yeah, it's not going to be from gate. It's not going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, from a lot of the other normal ways, I think they're still trying to sell merch, uh, which is interestingly enough, you know, they started another, or not another, but they moved the location that, uh, that Tanner used to work at, uh, at uh, the uh, the Atlantic Station. So, yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean oh, yeah, to out the situation there if uh, you didn't want it out there, but. Yeah, no, no, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I actually originally meant to tweet about it, and then I forgot, and I was like, oh, whoops, wait, too late. We can cut
0: this out if you want, but.
1: <laughs> no, I don't care.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, they
1: moved. I haven't been there yet. Bigger yeah. store, during know. this. Whew. Weird,
0: huh? Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> a lot. But uh, but anyway, so Mark, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts so far on you know FC Ooh. Dallas, uh, the you know yeah. teams, uh, you know just the uh, the positive cases are, are, are racking up.
2: All right with Dallas and Nashville in particular, there's a claim out there. I don't know how accurate it is that Dallas Dallas and Nashville had a get together before they arrived. So that may be that they, you know, some people, that's the genesis of those cases. It goes back to uh, th- something I've been saying all along. Like you are depending on personal responsibility, person by person. Like I see other people, uh, people comparing MLS numbers to other numbers and to what other leagues have done. No other league, soft league, uh, aside from the NWSL, have tried to have all of their teams play and house in one location all these teams are in two hotels, you know what I mean? So like, you know, they like, yeah, if one person, you know, breaks the bubble, punctures the bubble or whatever, like how quickly does that spread in a squad and then to other squads? And the other thing is I'm not entirely sure if hotel staff are being tested. I mean, there was mm-hmm. one claim a couple of weeks ago that no, they weren't because they're unionized. And so you know, those, those workers live in the Orlando area are supposed to maybe out and about and then coming to work hotels um, the original claim was that you just had to do self temperature checks to answer a questionnaire like if you're a low wage worker and you can't afford to miss days you might very well just not tell the truth yeah and now now, the, the, the ESPN article claims that about 90% of hotel staff are being tested and the, t- the other 10% don't really interact with the players. But, like, it just goes to another example of the lack of transparency coming from the league. So, like, who do I trust? I'm certainly not giving MLS the benefit of the doubt on this one. Huh. Like, I just don't, like, based on this, based on recent history, right, with uh, how MLS handled, um, like, threatening a lockout. Kamala's handled the the political thing with the fans last season. I mean, they eventually came around, but for a while, at odds with fans. And so, like, I just, I personally don't see why I would give the league the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not. Like, I'm worried. You know, at this point, like, most of these teams are there. They're going to go ahead with the tournament. I would not be surprised if more teams have to drop out. And I'm just so curious to see what happens the team in the knockout stages has to drop out. Like, you know, does a team just advance on the default? That would make the thing even more of a shambles. Yeah. I don't know. I understand why people are excited for MLS to come back. I understand Mm -hmm. why some people need MLS to come back. I completely understand that. But I think the first thing we need to acknowledge more than anything else, that these are not ideal conditions for this to happen. Mm -hmm. And just feels like once the tournament was announced, so it's like, all right, pushing through, going ahead, you know, head down. Uh, it just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm worried. Yeah, and
0: yeah, the the fact that they even acknowledged like two weeks was probably the better time to actually be able to do that, um, to you know, quarantine before uh, you know matches actually happen. But I think what probably with the uh, the CBA signing, that's really I think what kind of threw it all off. And, you know, what they wanted isn't what happened. And so, you know, you'll see cases like this. And, uh, yeah, it, it is hanging on a string of if this happens or not. But as of right now, it's a go. So, uh, you know, we will all operate as such as, you know, thinking it will. And uh, if it, something happens, you know, we'll uh, we we'll of course correct. But uh, so uh, moving on slightly from that is that uh, LA United... They uh, they had two players that tested positive for COVID, but both of them have recovered and have joined Atlanta United in Orlando. Uh, initially, the second person uh, didn't, uh, I think, believe, I believe anyway, uh, ride the bus uh, to the airport to, to get down there. But uh, I think he has since joined. They haven't announced who those players are. I think out of respect for the privacy of those players as well, we won't speculate because we still don't really know the really full extent of, uh, the damage that COVID-19 can do to the body. And so, uh, who knows, who knows what could happen, uh, you know, in the future, uh, for these, uh, careers of these players, but, um, yeah. So also moving on from that, uh, yes. So completely, uh, moving on. Jurgen Dom, uh, last week we, uh, of course, we found out that he was revealed as an Atlanta United player, uh, and he's making his way to the United States now. Uh, but uh, yeah, before he left, he made a uh, very cheeky TikTok video acknowledging his uh, his pluses and his faults, uh, but uh, hilarious TikTok nonetheless, where he was uh, saying, yeah, I'm gonna bring my goals, I'm gonna bring my pace, But uh, yeah, uh, oh, I forgot to bring my crosses, which uh, is something that he gets a lot of crap for. uh, And yeah, I mean, that's, uh, the awareness, I mean, is is beautiful that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are appreciating that, uh, you know, someone like him that's, um, you know, maybe has a little bit of warts, but, you know, can acknowledge that he, you know, that uh, he has some things to work on, and so he's still relatively young. He's entering his prime, pretty much. Uh, you know, working with a Frank de Boer, maybe he can iron out some of those kinks that are in his game. But uh, you know, also uh, ESPN analyst uh, Hercules Gomez, he said, quote, uh, in an article. I've had conversations with Jurgen. I've had conversations with people around the situation, and it's a good fit on a lot of different levels, especially if you plan to use him as a wingback, which is very interesting. I think last week we were talking about him possibly, uh, you know, maybe playing that role, maybe uh, even in a sense, um, you know, possibly trying to replace the production of, say, a Julian Gressel. Uh, Fractoport even mentioned to the media that uh, he's looking to, uh, Jurgen Dom to maybe be able to replicate what Gressel can do and did for Atlanta United, and uh, you know, very interesting words, obviously, because Gressel, one of the best crossers in MLS, and uh, definitely assist numbers to Jose Martinez. Um, you know that relationship. He Frank de Boer was wanting that relationship between uh, Jose Martinez and Jurgen Dom to be you know something like a Julian Gressel. So. Uh, what are your thoughts, guys, on that uh, that comparison? I mean, that's a, a pretty lofty one that isn't part of uh, Jurgen Don's game.
2: Yeah, I mean, it may not, you know, definitely not the crossing, right? But, you know, if uh, in the Atlanta United setup, I think we all expect PD to be on the right. Wants to cut in, he's kind of like that inside forward. He wants to combine with players. As you have the uh, right wing back overlapping, then, Keeps the defense honest, and I think also uh, he may not be the best crosser, but I think he—it's something you can work on. And like, if he has time and space, he's able to put in a decent ball, you know. And so, I think um, I think that's actually a decent for him role. Mm.
1: there um honestly i'm just taking a wait and see approach i mean i feel like it's nothing but upside with him because honestly i feel like there's been you hear you, you hear more negatives than you hear positives just because that's just the nature of social media and sometimes but the fact that he can laugh at his own flaws is great but you know i think there's probably a slight chip on his shoulder and he seems determined to want to prove you know what he can do so you know i don't know how frank DeWore plans on using him but we'll, we'll see what he does and you know he gives you another option and provides you depth at least and you know if he can develop into a player that a lot of people think he can be, then that's really advantageous for Atlanta United to have even more depth going forward like that. Cause that's what you need to be a successful
0: team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jurgen Dom also, uh, kind of mentioned what he liked about Atlanta United and why he made the decision to come to MLS versus maybe some of the other whispers of maybe some European teams and, uh, maybe some other teams around, uh, Liga MX, but, uh, or, you know, just in the, in the area rather. But, um, cause I think, I believe there's like a kind of, uh, there's a kind of ha- gentleman's handshake, I think b- between uh, Liga MX, clubs that they won't actually transfer, uh, you know, players in between their clubs if, uh, if someone's a, a free agent. So it's really interesting, but, um, anyway, so, uh, Jurgen Dom he said, what do you liked about uh, Atlanta United? He said, Atlanta is one of the top clubs in MLS with a great stadium, fans and players, and then later on, it said MLS is on par with Liga MX. I mean, that's some. I mean, I think most, even most MLS fans realize. Yeah, okay, we're not maybe quite on par with Liga MX, but I mean, that's uh, that's big words from Jurgen Dom. I mean, uh, quickly, what do you guys think of you know those words?
2: Uh, I mean, the one thing I would say is Liga MX clubs still have a bigger budget, uh, usually across the board, so they have a little more uh, quality and depth. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I mean, you are seeing a lot of players moving north of the border. So, I think the MLS is getting there. It's not quite there in terms of quality, but it does seem to be a more widely viewed league around the world, which I think mm-hmm. is very interesting.
0: Yeah, that seems like the uh, the reasoning why is, uh, you know, the eyeballs towards uh, from you know from teams in Europe and uh, other places. They are more apt to watch an MLS versus a Liga MX that doesn't have that widespread. Um, you know, that kind of, uh, English kind of, uh, you know, it's speaking, uh, it's spoken more, uh, in a lot of places, even though know, Spanish, I think, yeah, is spoken in a lot of places, but I think it's broadcast, uh, you know, English wise is, is more in some, uh, some areas, but, uh, Tanner.
1: Um, I think, you know, the last bit I'll say on him is that. Got him on a free transfer, so at the end of the day, the risk is pretty low as well. I mean, it's not like you paid a transfer fee, you know, five million or whatever for this guy. You got him on a free, so you know that's nothing but upside, I think, for that. And also, I think it's good to have a Mexican player on, on, on the team as well because clearly there's a market growing, and you know, they're usually it's a good he's a good player, and it's just one more person to add to Atlanta United that just shows. That hey, we can go into any country in Latin America and pull a really good player out of there. And it's, again, for Mexico, that's, that's that's a big statement as well if he is a really good player. So, I just think it shows that the club's really smart about where it's getting its players from, and it isn't just pinning them down at one place.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on from that, uh, Brooks Lennon. Uh, he was kind of asked about the uh, MLS's back tournament and uh, and everything. He said that uh, there's been, obviously, a lot of hiccups since the team started to arrive in the bubble, but it's definitely difficult, challenging times, and we're hoping we can see it through to the end, Uh, which, yeah, I mean, they pretty much are at least focusing on the three games, at least, and, you know, getting through that, and if there's anything more, then that's just kind of gravy. You also saw uh, Barco talk about uh, pretty much... You know, Joseph Martinez's injury and what they're kind of trying to do. Uh, Premier, in the meantime, during his rehab, they're trying to cheer him up, keep his spirits high. And uh, he said that uh, they, uh, he and Joseph, I have a very special relationship with Joseph. Uh, he also said that they play Call of Duty. Warzone to help distract Joseph from rehab. And that's according to Felipe Cardenas. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, Call of Duty, Warzone, huge game right now. And uh, I mean, I think you see a lot of these players like, you know, Fernando Mesa, um, you know, like PT, like Barco, they're always constantly posting on their IG story. When they, you know, beat a, a, level and beat, you know, one of the uh, the missions and uh, yeah, it seems like it's a good connector for a lot of these players. So uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's great to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be one of the things I think they're gonna be doing in the MLS bubble for sure. But um, as Tanner has, he's left the stream. He's entered the stream again. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and so you know, obviously. You know, things to do in the bubble is uh, a question and we've seen uh, the likes of, uh, yeah, you know, some pool, some arcade games, some some things like that. But uh, I think, yeah, the players, they have their uh, little Pelican case of uh, of their PS4 or Xbox and, yeah, they will definitely be, I think, landing it up uh, if you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um yeah, so Joseph Martinez, speaking of him, he has been doing lunges. And, man, you love to see that when, you know, it's really only been, what, like four months since uh, he suffered the injury. And, yeah, he's already putting weight on it and shifting weight. And I think some fans have even noted, like, man, I, I can't even do as many lunges as he was doing. So, I mean, that's uh, obviously very encouraging. But still, we do not expect him uh, this this season, really, at all, if he does come back, it is gravy. But, um, yeah, and very quickly moving on from that, uh, yeah, Mateus Hossetu, Uh he also spoke to uh, Doug Roberson of the AJC, and, uh, yeah, he was talking about, you know, his ambitions with LA United. He said... My goals are to win titles. I want to score goals. I'm looking forward to winning this tournament and looking forward to possibly winning the MLS title whenever the league starts back again. The man has his his sights set high for sure. And, uh, I mean, he's a guy that, uh, you know, during that preseason match, I mean, definitely, uh, I think, has us excited because of not only his techers, but his coolness in front of goal. Uh, what, what do you guys think of, uh, you know, Hosetu's words here? will go with uh, Tanner. I just want
1: to see him finally play. Like, I just want to see him play in a situation that means something because he had the whole visa issues that was holding him up at the beginning of the season as well. Like, him and Castro, those are just two players that, that I want to see play. But, yeah, Hosetu really showed something in that friendly against Birmingham. And, you know, I'm just excited to see what he can do and to have this attitude and want to win. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I always like uh, hearing midfielders talking about wanting to score goals. Maybe he'll be like our Frank Lampard.
0: Okay, yeah, says the Chelsea fans. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd take it. Yeah, Lampard was prolific as a goal scoring midfielder. Lampard
1: scored some goals.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I don't don't dislike it, that's for sure. Um, The only aspect is maybe the Chelsea bit, but I mean, that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's Arsenal's goal scoring
2: midfielder, sir.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the issue at Arsenal. But <laughs> but back then, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it was Ramsey. But uh, you know, we don't have okay. him anymore. But um, anyway, so moving on from that. Uh, yeah. So MLS is back. Tournament will be having uh, some kind of plaudits for the uh, the best performing players. So they will award Golden Boot, Player of the Tournament, Best Eleven, Young Player of the Tournament. Uh, Golden Glove awards for goalkeepers. Uh, Golden Boot winner gets a ten thousand dollar contribution to a charity of his choice, and then there will also be fan voting for Goal of the Week, Save of the Week, and Goal of the Tournament. So uh, you, know, the, no, uh, you know No, no. <laughs> We're gonna. So basically, do...
1: if we if yeah. we score a goal,
0: yeah, we win. And it if it gets nominated we win yeah so it's uh it's one of those mls is gonna be real wise about if uh it's gonna be <laughs> one of those or not like if it's if it's part of the the voting woo, you better you yeah, best. If, bet. we,
1: if we score a good goal, it's just like <laughs> nice it's just like well rip everyone else exactly. we already know what's happening
0: here you know where we up going to. We'll
1: win something this tournament, damn
0: it! <laughs> <laughs> it did, But, um, yeah, so moving on from that and uh, Atlanta and, uh, you know, soccer in general is to uh, over to Newcastle where our good friend Miggy cannot stop scoring still. Uh, yeah, he is the leading scorer uh, for Newcastle United, his eighth goal for the club. Uh, I think we mentioned this last week, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we just had to mention it again. He just uh, keeps scoring, but curiously enough, he hasn't started for two games in a row for uh, Newcastle, and so very, very strange there that uh, he's been scoring. But then they face a Man City, which you would assume that uh, you would need the likes of a uh, Miguel Mirone, and he didn't play. So very strange, but uh, thus, you know, thus is the, the case when uh, you have Steve Bruce as your your manager. So you know. It's to be uh,
2: fair,
1: maybe he's picking and choosing because yeah. at the end of the day, do you really think Miguel Almiron is going to make a difference for that Newcastle side against Man City? No. But in a game against a, a team where he needs Miguel Almiron to be fit, where they can pick up points, he needs him. So, in a way, I can kind of understand why Steve Bruce is doing that because with how hard Miguel Almiron works and with how quickly the games are being played, I think giving him time off is really, really smart because that keeps him fresh and at his best. So... Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, because I don't think even if he does play Newcastle will have a chance of beating Man City. So yeah, like, that's,
0: that's
2: fair. I, I, I understand.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick points.
2: Um, Alan St. Maximum also didn't play, and he's been one of their better players this season. So I do think it's a pick and choose type of thing. Um, and then, in terms of Mickey's last goal, it was a nice, like, run from midfield where he arrived, you know, at the right time, and I love seeing those kind of goals, because it's, like, instinctual, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Mickey looks really settled, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a move in this transfer window. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, yes, he has been linked to the likes of Atletico Madrid, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it is, uh, you know, it's getting a little heavier in terms of those rumors as well, so... You know, uh, a club that likes to play on the counter, likes to also, uh, you know, be kind of a, a frustrating, pragmatic side. So, uh, you know, a Miggy that works really, really hard for the team, he would be a very good fit, I think, for uh, the likes of Atletico. And so, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it doesn't seem completely off base that you know that type of rumor does come about, and if he does get that type of move, and uh, even just to consider it, I think he it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's going from, you know, um, almost kind of mid-table to slash, uh, you know, relegation fodder to a Champions League side. I mean, that's that's a huge jump, so. You know, that's that's a move I, I think is a no brainer. Uh,
1: I I want that to happen for him so bad. Yeah. I want that to happen. If he moves in
0: to to, to uh,
1: Athletic, I'm gonna definitely get a Athletic jersey. because I don't have one. Oh. and I'd get an i get an on Athletic Madrid jersey real quick. It's hard for me to get a Newcastle shirt. Like I don't think I'd ever wear it. Would I wear an Athletic Madrid shirt? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then plus yeah, I think uh, for you know Paraguayan fans for Albiroja, it looks very very similar to their actual kit. <laughs> Well, I mean it's just be it's a probably match made in heaven a little bit to to a degree, but yeah, Mark, did you have a little thought? or
2: it, it just yeah, I think uh to agree with you, I think Simeone would love Moron, the type of player he is mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's of course atleti's head coach or manager, but uh so that does it for the news for this week, and uh pretty much uh for that anyway, we also have some. Uh, housekeeping to do and so yes we uh, have been on Twitch and yes now we uh, if you weren't on the stream on Tuesday we will be streaming a watch party on Saturday for the New York Red Bull match against Atlanta United and so uh, you know, please join us there. We will be also doing fan cams after the match. And if you are interested in doing a fan cam, please let us know in any of our various social media that you are interested. And in. we will kind of push you forth in, uh, in that direction. But also, though, that uh, Tanner has been uh, playing as Atlanta United in FIFA 20 career mode. And, yeah, I mean, I missed that last stream a little bit. Uh you know, you won the League Cup is what I heard. What else has been happening, Tanner? Yeah.
1: We, we, beat, we beat old Tottenham because Tottenham are trash and can't win a trophy. Um, so Atlanta United, the list of teams have won some things, and Tottenham last won something meaningful. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, Beat Leicester City, we're into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, doing big things there. West Brom was finally sort of dropping points, even though they still don't concede any goals, which is just weird, but whatever, don't care. So we have the potential to go seven points clear with our next league game. But before that, we have a big old FA Cup quarterfinal tie with Chelsea. Let's try and get to the semifinals, and that's what we'll start off with on Thursday.
0: So yeah. tune in, 9 o'clock Eastern. Indeed, and so he's also said that he's been undefeated against... Premier League clubs, so we'll continue to see if that happens. Yeah. but We'll
1: see. Yeah. We're going up. We'll see what we do. <laughs> yeah. we're, going to, we're going to be spending some money to get ready for the Premier League. I'll let y'all know that much. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, he's been playing uh, as eliminated in the EFL Championship, and so. You know, if he gets promoted, it will be very fun to see them in the Premier League. So uh, that does it for the news and the housekeeping, and moves us on to the soccer trivia showdown edition of In the Club. So take it away, the quizmaster Tanner.
1: So what it do? Round three. It's one one. I got some footballers here and some number of clubs they've played for. You guys will be bidding for them to see how many you can name. First one to five wins. AJ won last week. So AJ, you will get the first footballer of the night. And I have some interesting ones here because there's some overlap and I like it. So, first one is Ashley Cole. He's played for six clubs. How many can you name? I'll say three. Three. Mark, can I get four? Do you want AJ to name three? The three he's gonna name. I can definitely name four. Off the top. I knew four of them for sure. One of them surprised me.
2: Yeah, go for it, AJ.
0: Go for it. Oh, great. Okay.
2: <laughs> Easy peasy. Wow, right. he knew.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow, Steve, this is the game. This is the game being played. Yep. Let me hear him, AJ. All right. Arsenal,
0: Chelsea. Yep. yep. LA Galaxy.
1: Yep. Also, could have given me Crystal oh. Palace, who Arsenal loaned him to. Roma or his current club, Darby County.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, I forgot he was there. I forgot he was still playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's been doing some he, punishment. The, the, the other person that plays his position is like 18 years old. There's like a 20 year difference between the two <laughs> It's crazy.
2: He's <laughs> literally taking some under your wing.
1: He's literally been playing longer professionally than this kid's been alive. Outrageous. Um. So, point AJ. So, oh no, i clicked out of it. Next person. There's a bit of revenge on this one, by the way. But Mark, you'll be going. Mark. Kenwin Jones has played for 11 clubs. How many can you name?
2: Holy shit. Uh... Three. Is it three?
1: He said three. AJ?
0: Let's see. I think I'm cloudy on that four, so go ahead. And I hear four.
2: <laughs> three. So he um, wants you to
0: name three?
2: Republic, LA United, Stoke City. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Three. Boom. Well done, Mark. Also could have said W Connection, who is who he played for after Show Public. Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland, Cardiff City, Bournemouth, Al Jazeera, and then Central FC.
2: Sunderland was the other one I was trying to remember. Yeah. 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 I had so, Sunderland, but it was,
0: yeah, it was cloudy.
2: 1-1, one, 1-1. One, okay. one, one. All right. the tenth so far. Ooh. All right.
1: Here we go. Javier Chicharito Hernandez, AJ has played for seven clubs. How many can you name?
0: Uh, three.
1: Three. Mark, can I hear four? Can I hear four, Mark? Uh, no,
0: no. Three. AJ, you want you to name three?
1: I can name all seven. I'm embarrassed.
0: <laughs> well, on. I mean, because he was a, a Man U player, for one. Yep. <laughs> Bayer <your> Leverkusen. <laughs> Yes, LA Galaxy.
1: Yeah, who was the first one? You said Man United. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, yes, Bing, Bing, Bing. You could have named Chivas, which is where he started, Real Madrid, West Ham, and Sevilla as well.
2: I was not sure if he played for Madrid. Oh, I should have. Okay, he did.
1: Not... We loaned him there for one season. It was yeah. really weird. Yeah, he kind of um, played there. Not, not really. He, kind of <laughs> he scored double digit goals there for him that season, though. I think. Okay. Right, um. Sure. Anyway. I realize he did. So, 2-1 to AJ, Mark, Terry Reese played for five clubs, how many can you name?
2: Oh! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to name him. But you, it's five in total? He's played for five.
0: Yeah, you probably just have horrible. to name them. <laughs> you can name four of them. Huh. That's, a, that's a, I, I like oh, that. Four. I like that you did that, huh? Four?
1: <laughs> AJ, can you name all five? All right, Yep. All right, AJ. Terry Henry, five clubs, name them.
0: Arsenal. New York Red Bulls. Yes. Barcelona. Yes. yes. Juve. Yes. Monaco.
1: Yes, 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 yes. All five. Oh, I didn't know
2: Monaco.
1: Played AJ. That is that is a that is a decent showing right there. That is a very. Decent... <laughs> All right, AJ. LGP has played for eight clubs.
0: How many can you name? Include uh, well, yeah, eight clubs. D- oh oh, <laughs> are you gonna be uh tricky about Inter Miami?
1: No, we'll say seven. We just won't count.
0: Okay. Actually,
1: we'll say
2: eight.
0: You both know that you know enter Miami, so don't just say one, because I'll hate you. So, yes. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I can
2: name... All right. I can name three. Three. Mark, can you name four? Sorry, just to be clear, we're including enter.
1: Yes, you can say enter, and enter is one of the ones that you can say, yes.
2: All right, so... Name four. I can name five. Four.
0: AJ, can you name five? I can
2: name five. Ooh, AJ can name
1: five. Mark, can you name six?
0: it, AJ. Okay. Five from AJ. He's played for eight. Yep. LA United. Okay. Cholos. Yes. Uh, he's also played for Arsenal, but the <laughs> Argentine version. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Estudiantes. Yes. Uh, and the fifth one, right? And then Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami, yeah. I mean, I could say other stuff, too. I could play River Plate. Dude,
1: say, all right, say me, tell me one more. <laughs> River Plate, bam. There he goes. So <laughs> AJ could name six. Can you name the other two just out of curiosity, AJ? Because one of them surprised me. Um,
0: The other two are cloudy, I think, so give them to me.
1: Yeah, it's he had a loan in Ghent. That's over right. in Belgium, yeah, yeah. which surprised Ow. me. And then a club called Tigre, but I, think, I, don't, know, I don't know what that is. Not, it's not Tigre, but it's like Tigre. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, boom, another point to AJ. Is that what,
2: 3-1 now? 4-1. I think it might be 4 Yeah. Is it 4-1? He stole one from me.
0: Yeah, Thierry Henry. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well,
1: I'm curious, because this next one has fallen to you, Mark, and this will see if you can flex your muscle here. Frank Lampard's played for five clubs. How many can you name? Because I have a feeling AJ can name a few of these as well, so...
2: Oh. Okay. Is that going to... Because we know one of them. Is that going to be two separate clubs? What do you mean? Okay, I'll just... Uh, I guess I'll... Yeah, probably. Um, if, if Separate clubs, yeah. It's, if it's
1: different clubs in different leagues they're different
2: okay that's that's what the clarification you said 5 yes he's played for 5 teams can name
1: 4 4 mm. AJ can
2: you name 4 can you name all 5 go for it Mark West Ham Chelsea Man City NYCSC
1: yes 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 and yes you could have also said Swansea that was the one that I figured I wasn't sure either yeah. of you would know no, yeah, that's uh
2: <laughs> Oh
1: all righty, he's in. Over to AJ. Michael Parkhurst has just played for five clubs. How many can you name?
0: Can I pronounce the other one? Fuck no. So uh <laughs> You
1: can give me your best effort.
0: <laughs> uh let's see. Let me see. I can name I can name three. Three. Mark, can you name four clubs that Michael
2: Parker has just played for? I'll uh, Go for it, AJ.
0: All right. This is a game, set, match. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Wow. One man yeah, just called his shot, you know. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> I'm going to leave it up, too, with uh, you know, the Michael Jordan. Uh, the. Okay. The thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Atlanta United. Yep. New England Revolution. Yep. Columbus Crew. Yep, name the other ones because I know you can. Uh, Flex. I don't, I know, I, I can't pronounce that other, <laughs> I just can't, like, I can't. Do you know what it
1: starts with?
0: Uh, I think it's an A, right?
1: Isn't it? One of them is, yes. One yeah. of them is actually easy to pronounce and one of them is not easy to pronounce, but the, all right, the other two are Augsburg and, yeah. uh, uh, Nordjaland, which is Nordjaland. the team in, yeah, in Denmark.
2: Is... Oh, I forgot about that, yeah, 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 okay.
0: yeah, okay
1: so is that five five one aj that's five five two, two? five two oof man that's a strong showing strong okay. showing but five two two old aj now two one up Bash. and he clinched next week
0: my yeah, man's doing good he called his shots as well well played <laughs> yeah well played by mark though he uh he knew the ones he knew that's for sure but uh yeah, yeah i think uh
2: I, so that, that Thierry Henry on one kind of swung it, but uh, fair play to you, fair play.
0: Appreciate it, appreciate it. But yeah, that does it for club for the Soccer Trivia Showdown. And so, pretty much the entire show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, viewers, what do you think of the MLS's back tournament? Should it happen? Should it not happen? Let us know in the comments below. We are very interested in seeing what you have to say. But, anyway, that does it for the show then, and for Tanner and Mark, I'm AJ. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Thank you so much for watching.